1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of my podcast called Risk Intelligence. And today I'm going to be doing a video and audio with Charlie Sturm. Charlie is from Socius, and he is one of my go-tos when it comes to professional liability, uh, directors and officers, employment practices liability, and a slew of uh, other coverages. And Charlie and I have worked together now for about four years and what uh, we've been working over the last two months um, closely on uh, employment practices liability coverage. The reason is, is because with COVID, the the rules are going to change and the coverages are going to get triggered at, at different times. And what I'm finding is that my client, Yes, the the income is down, the profitability is down, and when it comes to their renewals, they're they're saying, "Listen, Karen, we we want to do without the directors and officers renewal this uh, this year, or we want to do without the employment practices liability coverage this year." And as much as you want to understand and, and let that business owner. Uh, move forward with that decision. You know deep down that it's not the best thing because when everything gets back up and running with COVID nineteen, those policies are really going to be triggered from a different angle. And that's why I have Charlie here today to talk about that. So, Charlie, thank you uh, so much for joining us today. And if you would just come um, explain some of the things that you've been hearing from. Uh, the, your underwriters as far as canceling and how the coverages are gonna be triggered uh, pre-COVID and then after COVID.
0: Sure, so um, from the, the d and and EPLI landscape, um, I guess the best way to, to quickly use an analogy to go over the insurance market where it stands, like the insurance market is playing a football game against um, the COVID-19 pandemic, and obviously we're trying to win. And right now we're basically in the first quarter of this. You go in with a game plan, and you have to adjust your game plan accordingly on, on how the game's going to go. So right now we're seeing carriers make adjustments. Um, in the second quarter we'll see more adjustments made, and then at halftime you know, we're going to see other adjustments being made. So what I'm saying right now is is true at the very moment, but as this – progresses, you're going to see carriers making drastic changes, um, especially as their profitability goes, goes up and down. Um, what I have right now, and what I'm seeing right now is a lot of insurers coming to me at their renewals and saying, I know I need workers comp because I have employees. I know I need general liability. I know I need property coverage because, because that's just typical on what businesses think that are the bare essentials. Um, From an EPLI standpoint, and what we're seeing is a lot of insurers right now are making drastic shifts in their employees, whether they're laying them off, whether they're furloughing. And once the economy comes back online, you're going to have a whole slew of employees that you got to bring back on board. Whenever you make drastic shifts, whether mass reductions in staff or a mass hiring all at once, you, you need employment practice liability. That's your safety net to protect you from all the decisions that you're trying to make. So a good example would be, you may not have a policy right now, but if you put a policy into place and and you're trying to bring your employees back on, let's say you fired 50 employees, you you, uh, are a restaurant or a bar or another type of business that's considered non-essential, so you're offline. When that comes back online, you may not be able to bring back all 50 employees right away. You may only be able to bring back 20 or 30 of them. And the employees that don't get brought back may decide to sue and say, you're only bringing back these 30 employees because they are uh, the younger generation and you don't want the older folks. So the older folks are going to sue. You're bringing back all men or all women and the other gender is going to say, you know, you're, you're trying to bring back this, um, this group of individuals. So we're going to sue. So As you come back online and start rehiring your employees, you face serious challenges in terms of potential lawsuits coming in if you don't do it properly and in the best way.
1: And I could totally see that. And you and I both know that the employee handbook is the get out of jail free card. And I can rest assured that there's a lot of employee handbooks out there that don't say in the event of a pandemic and uh, <laughs> you're really let go and you can come back to work. And if you don't get your job, then, you know, you tough, kind of, exactly. I mean, we know that that did not happen. Um, yeah now from a D&O standpoint what do you think it, the impact is from a DNO point Don't of view t- I, for me like if I had to answer that question I would think that all right you have like let's just say an M&A a merger acquisition and then you're you you signed this you went forward and you put together this uh, infrastructure and you're expecting so much to happen from a revenue standpoint and then this pandemic hit and then those goals are not met and here you are with uh, a dno the officers directors are saying what well, you know what what happened here we we didn't meet our goals and then the claims could come in that way i mean is is that the right way to think it's about it
0: 100 100 um if you looked at the economy last year it was a strong economy there's a lot of capital to be um had and shared and a lot of investments were being made and a lot of companies were taking their investments and maybe venturing into new areas trying to expand their business open up new offices with the expectation the economy was still going to go up um and then this pandemic so all the capital and all the funds that you have are spread out thin in these investments but no revenues are coming in so you're seeing a lot of carriers that are um th- well a lot of Dino you know, policies they have right now may not have bankruptcy exclusions they may not have creditors exclusions so if you took out a lot of debt and creditors are now filing suit against you because you're not paying off your loans or your company goes bankrupt and your investors come after you because you spread yourself too thin. um, That's where the DNO policy comes in. That's where the DNO policy protects you. So when you're in an economy where you're not sure how the business is going to go, whether you can bring it back online and you have outside investors that have any financial interest in your company, if, if your company doesn't survive this, you're going to be on the hook to try and repay them when the lawsuits come in. So that's why these DNO policies are key. Um, It's, it's interesting when carriers are running away from writing a certain type of insurance, insureds should be running too. Cause, cause DNO underwriters are for-profit underwriters. They wouldn't make a profit. So um, if they are not, if they're seeing an area that is not profitable because claims are coming in, they're paying out these claims, um, that's, the, that's where the red flag should pop up for these insurers. And that's what we're seeing in the d and landscape, in the D&O marketplace, is carrier, uh, ins- insurance underwriters and carriers are concerned. And if they're concerned, that means that these insurers should really hold on to these policies because we, we just don't know what's going to happen over the next few months.
1: Yeah, you know, and what's interesting is that sometimes the premium for these insurance policies are based on revenue, and the way I see it is that maybe, let's just say somebody started a policy in, in February, all right, and it was based on $30 million in revenue, and the premium, just argument's sake, is 50 grand for the coverages then next year what could happen is is they could say okay what's your what's your revenues and they're going to tie in what happened over the last nine months and with the pandemic that revenue is going to be down so it's later on they might be in a in a hard place right now as far as the premium for that policy but you know, nine months from now, they're going to go back to their, their balance sheet and their P and L and they're going to see their revenues down. And then maybe next year's renewal, well the revenues will be down and then the premium will come down. So it's either now or later is the way I
0: see it. I mean, do you agree? I, I agree to an extent the, the, um, the problem that we're going to be facing is as revenues decrease and, um, Profitability goes down. Unfortunately, the DNO marketplace and the insurance marketplace in general are taking on significant losses. Um, it just came out today in Business Insider that uh, Munich Re um, is projected is expected to have a uh, is expecting one billion in coronavirus claims. Wow. So these carry and again. As tough as it is, you know, this is a business and these carriers are, are trying to um, operate profitably. So you're going to see, even though revenues are going down, you may see pricing go up. You may see large retentions in the near future because these, these carriers are taking on such a significant loss in their business model. They're trying to, to make up for it. Um, and that's where, you know, we're, we're all anticipating a hard market. Um, increased retention. Uh, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be tougher to get claims. It's I mean it's gonna be tougher to get um capacity. Uh it's gonna be tough to get high limits. It's it's um you know th- this is really shifting the insurance landscape quite a bit.
1: And you you said it, I laughed just now because that's exactly what I was gonna say. We are facing a hard market for sure. So well you know what thank you um, you know so much i, I want to keep it light uh you know and to the point for the topics of the discussion i know you and i can talk about this stuff all day long <laughs> but let's just keep it uh simple uh, for our audience and and everybody thank you for tuning in and taking the time and hopefully this information was helpful and charlie thanks for taking the time out of your day to join me doing this
0: of course appreciate it thank you so much you got it Thanks for listening to the podcast, Risk Intelligence. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and connect on LinkedIn by doing a search on Karen Adamsbaugh.